Nourish your soul with your turquoise angel guide, Catherine M. Loud, and a variety of guests on the Celestial Spoon, formerly Spiritual Destination. As an author and speaker about mental illness, Catherine has first-hand experience with mental and physical interactions and how spirituality plays a part in overcoming struggles. She utilizes her skills as a psychic medium and spiritual advisor to guide others to feel invigorated and empowered to go forward in their own struggles. Listen to inspirational conversations relating to sometimes difficult emotional journeys towards self-awareness and spirituality. These journeys brought positive effects toward her guest's mental and physical health and will inspire you to take action and create a healthier and happier personal environment for yourself and those you interact with. You will get this feeling of knowing these people during these relaxing conversations and want to follow them. Now, here's your host, Catherine M. Laub. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of The Celestial Spoon, and thank you for taking the time from your busy day to spend with us and learn about my guest. I hope you're enjoying the shift in seasons and you're safe through all of nature's upsets and that your um, weather isn't getting too cold too quickly. Right now on Long Island in New York, we are um, in the 70s and it's kind of humid, so it's kind of uncomfortable. So I am your turquoise angel guide, an award-winning author and speaker, advocate for mental health, psychic and medium, and spiritual guide, along with being a wife, mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother. I share my journey of healing and accomplishment after a suicide attempt in 2014 to inspire others to make themselves come first and listen to their inner voice. I offer spiritual guidance to help you through your struggles. I also do psychic readings and spiritual guidance for every aspect of your life. You can learn more on my website, thecelestialspoon.com. We ask our spirit guides, loved ones, and angels to be present during our time together and to guide us through a wonderful conversation and help us share our visions with the world. I am thrilled today to be interviewing Jonathan Robinson, a psychotherapist and best-selling author of 12 books. He has also been a frequent guest on Oprah and CNN. Jonathan's current passion is his podcast, Awareness Explorers, where he discusses methods for waking up peace amidst a busy lifestyle. I'm looking forward to learning more about Jonathan's podcast and what he's been up to since we spoke last in May on our interview then. Hi, Jonathan. It's great to have you back. Welcome. Hi, Catherine. Thanks for having me back. You're welcome. I'm excited that we're connected again and we're taking a different route this time to add to the last conversation. So thank you for being here. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting because uh, awareness and exploring higher realms of consciousness is my true passion. Mm, And I love that subject myself. 
So is there anything going on in your life now that you would like to share besides our conversation about your journey? Well, it's interesting. I just uh, met a a woman that uh, I'm very attracted to, and uh, she lives in a different city. So Mm -hmm. it stirred up a lot of emotions, and I'm having to use all my tools to stay centered. Mm. Yes. How far is the travel? About four hours. Oh, that is. Okay. Okay. Well, I wish you luck with that. Thank you. And the next time we speak, you can fill me in on more details. Uh What's going on with me is that um, we had a baby shower for my son and daughter-in-law. Actually, they call it a sprinkle because it's a second baby. And we had a lot of fun. And uh, their two-year-old son was there. And he, he just made the party so much fun because he's just... He's a barrel of laughs. He's like a little old man. So that was just this past weekend, and we really um, had a great time. Uh-huh. Went to see uh, my, one of my daughters that I haven't seen in a while and um, other people that, you know, you only get to see at these events. Right, right. Okay, so I am working with the Archangel Michael card deck, And I pulled the card, be gentle with yourself. And that's exactly what we just finished saying, is that you have to make sure that you are centered and you take care of yourself. I want to read what the prayer says on it. Archangel Michael, please guard me in treating myself with gentle, nurturing love in everything I think, speak, and do. Help me know that I deserve this compassion. I release any feelings of guilt to you so that I may experience lasting inner peace. That's so interesting that it fell right into place with that conversation. Mm -hmm. But the card is a lot of green. This angel doesn't look like Archangel Michael at all. And he's got a lamb around his neck. He's wearing a green robe, and his wings are green and like a pastel blue color. So it's showing that Archangel Raphael is also in your life, and he's working with you to keep the calm and helping you be centered. Um, But I think that there's something that is also going on with you in the healing aspect, It's not something that's major, but it's just kind of there. Mm -hmm. And what I'm feeling, whatever it is, will go away pretty fast. Do you know Mm -hmm. what that means? Uh, You said in the healing aspect? Is that what you said? Yes. Yes. Um, I don't know what that is. Uh, I feel pretty good right now. Is there something going on with one of your feet or one of your toes? Well... I have athlete's foot a little bit, but uh, they've Mm-mm. been... Oh, actually, no, my big toe. My big toe has been hurting a little bit. I almost okay. forgot about that. Ah, see? <laughs> I zoomed right to it. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. So whatever it is, if you banged it or whatever, the, the pain is going to go away shortly from now. That's good. Um I'm, I'm feeling like maybe three days or, or something like that, and that's what they wanted to center on 
besides the aspect of taking care of yourself in general. And uh-huh. the lamb, actually, to me, I'm hearing a new birth. So I know that we're going to talk about a different direction than we talked about last time, but is there something else that you're working on also? Well, I'm always working on something, and an interesting subject for me is really the combination of the subject I talked to you last time and the subject uh, I want to talk about this time, uh, which is, you know, last time we talked about relationships, and this time it's more about awakening and finding peace. And in a certain way, they go together because... uh, you know, can you, I mean, if you can find somebody who helps you to awaken and find peace, that's the best. But relationships can be challenging. And I found that uh, after meeting this person that stirred up all kinds of emotions that actually mm-hmm. made finding peace harder. <laughs> so that's my current challenge. And wow. um, so I, luckily I practice what I preach and have been using those tools today, a bunch of different tools. Okay, so definitely that that message is for you to be gentle with yourself. And I'm hearing take one day at a time. Yep. Yep. That's, that's all we can do. And, and even not just one day at a time, but one moment at a time. Because and that's, that's, how, that's how reality hits us. And a lot of the methods I use are to get people very deeply and quickly into the present moment where peace is always existing. It's only when we get lost in our stories that we, we suffer. Yes, exactly. And um, thankfully, I have learned how to keep myself pretty centered and um, Lately, I found if I'm like I'm at the doctor's office or just in the store or something, I'm picking up other people's energy where I learned how to control that. Mm-hmm. So I, I need to go back to basics to protect myself when I go out in public. Yeah. Is that one of the things that you talk about? Yeah. You know, I think everybody needs to find their way to uh, – the peace within and part of that is not being too impacted by either the national news or other people's Mm. pain Um, and so it's not an easy thing to do and then of course it's the events in life which we often don't have much control over so uh, it's kind of like finding the the eye of the hurricane there's all kinds of winds around us and we need to find that still quiet place within that uh, is not impacted by all those things. And in my, in my podcast, Awareness Explorers, um, I talk about lots of different methods each week because my theory and what I've found is that people really uh, find that different methods work for them. And once you find a method that helps you to establish deep peace, then you have a friend for life. But if you've only tried three or four things, you may not have found the the key that really works for you. Right. And I'm just remembering that I did have a black obsidian bracelet 
and my granddaughter pulled it too hard, and all the beads went flying. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's time to put that back together and start wearing it again. Yeah. So, so um, I thought so what I'd do in, in part of our talk together is share a couple of unique methods yes. and see if your audience uh, connects with any of them. If they do, they'd probably like the Awareness Explorers podcast because – well, you probably know who Deepak Chopra is, right? Yes. So we just interviewed him and another teacher named Robert uh, uh, Rupert Spira, and um, I just uh, spent some time with uh, a teacher named Ajashanti. And these are all people that we interview to find what their methods are, what their ideas are. And my my goal is to give people kind of the greatest hits of ways to simple ways to find peace, uh, partly because I wanted to know <laughs> what the best stuff out there was, and I figured other people would as well. And that's why um, Oprah originally was really attracted to my books is, is because they were really kind of a greatest hits collection. But um, we, we can do a method right now. They only take like a minute or two. Uh, okay. Now is a good time. That would be great, yes. Great. So people can do this um, with eyes open or closed. It really doesn't matter. I call it the include method. It only takes about a minute, a minute and a half. Okay. Um, first thing to do is make yourself comfortable, take a deep breath, relax, and then become aware of what the sensations of your body feel like. It might be your butt on the chair, your back against the chair, whatever it is. Just feel that. And then become aware that you're aware of the sensations of your body. There's an awareness here that is aware of sensations. And then include the fact that you're aware of sounds, like the sound of my voice and maybe other sounds. So you're aware of sounds, you're aware of sensations, and maybe even a little bit aware of the fact that you're aware. And then include sights. So you're aware of sights and sounds and sensations and aware that you're aware of all that. You might even become aware that there's thoughts going through your mind. So there's sights, sounds, sensations, thoughts, and you're aware of all of that. And as you become aware that you're aware of all these different sensory inputs, you might become aware of a certain spaciousness or peacefulness or quiet because you're more in the present and you're more aware of being aware. And as you relax into the present, you feel growing peace and spaciousness and quiet. And just be with that and enjoy it and know that it's always there. And that's a little introduction into what I call the include method, which is a very simple way of becoming present and aware of what's going on. I love it. And... I became aware of um, sensations in my body that I never really paid attention to. Uh-huh. Um, I 
think it's from my glasses. I hear, I heard a throbbing in my head. And I'm moving my glasses around now because that might be what was causing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but until you said that, I didn't notice it. Yeah, there's often a lot of things going on that we don't notice. Like you're not aware of the tongue in your mouth unless I point you in that mm. direction. And we also aren't necessarily aware of the peace or the kingdom of heaven within that's always there unless we are tuned to it. Mm. So in the Awareness Explorers podcast, we have these little guided meditations to help people tune into that. And um, over time, you get better at it. It becomes more like a habit. Right. Which I'm still guilty of not having that happen. <laughs> Most of mm-hmm. us are. <laughs> I love that, though, that you do the guided meditations because, um, you know, for that minute or two that you walked me through it, I, it, it calmed me, you know, it relaxed me. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And we'll do more of those. You know, I think... What people often do is they try one or two methods and they find that it doesn't work very well for them, and then they give up. Um, but you know, my 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 uh, wife's friend um, tried meditating for many years, and she was not able to uh, do it very well. But then she came across a meditation that really worked for her. And now she meditates like two hours a day and it's changed her life. So I I think it's really a matter of trying a bunch of things and seeing what works for you. That's amazing. Especially nowadays, a lot of people don't have two hours to meditate. So that she's able to, that's wonderful. Yeah, she just enjoys it so much. Mm. So what else besides meditation like that? Because you talk about finding the peace inside of you. So how else do you go about doing that? Well, I'll tell you a couple of my more creative ways. Um, One of them is I play with my dogs or I uh, kiss them and pet them and tell them how much I love them a lot. and, you know, anything that can really put you into your heart can really be helpful. In a, in a minute, I'll guide your listeners in another meditation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, you know, it's in our head that we create stress, but when we're in our heart, uh, there's just love and connection. So um, my dogs like, you know, having their belly rubbed or me playing with them you know I get down on all fours and we bark together and (laughs) do stuff like that Uh, but really it's whatever works for you Um, so I'll do another minute guide meditation and sometimes I tell people when they are thinking of a loved one it's good to think of either a pet or a young child but of course Mm -hmm. you can use like a romantic partner as well but Um, if people can, it's good to close their eyes and just imagine that you could breathe in through the center of your chest. 
and enjoy that feeling, breathing through the center of your chest. And then think of a person or a child or a pet you have great affection for. And imagine them giving you a look that reminds you of how much you care about them. Maybe remember a time where you felt particularly connected to them. And if you want, you can imagine even hugging them or holding them in a way that helps you to feel even closer. You can imagine telling them how much they mean to you and seeing how happy that makes them. And just feel grateful for this being being in your life. And feel the spacious, loving heart and grateful heart you feel as you think about them. And when you're ready, take as much time as you need. Slowly come back to the room and if you want, slowly open your eyes. That's so great. I was That's very simple. And, you know, studies show that that actually reduces the stress hormone of cortisol for up to five hours in your bloodstream in just like 90 seconds. Wow. That's pretty effective. Yes. And luckily nowadays there's all kinds of interesting technologies for um, helping us find peace. Uh, a couple of years ago I wrote a book, um, you know, it's available on Amazon, called uh, Technology of Joy. And the subtitle of the Technology of Joy was... Um, the 100 Best Apps, Gadgets, Tools, and Supplements for Feeling More Delight in Your Life. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, good apps now that people can get that help with peace, like uh, uh-huh. uh, Headspace or Calm or, t- or Insight Timer or meditation apps. And um, there's a lot of really good ones uh, that I kind of review in the book and, and talk about what they can do. And then there's even things like um, apps that will give you special binaural beats that affect your brainwave patterns. And this can be fun. In fact, I I have a website geared towards uh, one of those products that I made. Um, It's called Shortcuts to Awakening. If people are interested, they can go to shortcutstoawakening.com and learn all about it. But basically okay. what it is is special sounds that affect brain waves that help mimic the brainwave pattern of the Dalai Lama. So by okay. listening to this, uh, these sounds and these guided meditations, it puts your brainwave pattern in a, in a way that's similar to the Dalai Lama. So people experience a certain higher state of consciousness that they might have never experienced before. And I find that these new technologies are very exciting because you want to make peace as easy as possible. Yes. That's amazing. What about um, subliminal? Is that the same idea of what you were just telling us? 
No, no. Subliminals are a different thing. Uh, research shows that they're not nearly as effective. Uh, subliminals work with maybe 5% of the population, whereas these other things work with about 95% of the population. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So think of it as like, you know, a, a, a small black and white TV compared to a, a 60-inch, you know, HD TV. It's just a lot more mm. effective, right. a lot okay. more uh, information that can affect your brainwaves. I love that because, uh, truthfully, the subliminals do help me. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I'm surprised at the um, the difference in how much the different the two different ones affect us. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely gonna. What would you call them? Binaural beats. Well, that's one technology. In fact. That was, that was kind of like the technology of, of 10 years ago. Now the technology has gotten a lot better. Um, so they have not just binaural beads, but they have subliminals, plus they have uh, various sounds that help to what's called entrain your brain waves. Um, and you can listen to a sample and read more about it at uh, shortcutstoawakening.com. And... Um, it's it's a uh, it's a pretty advanced technology and it works quite well. Uh, in the, in the program that I made, I had four different uh, guided meditations with these sounds in the background, and people find that like some of the sounds lead to alpha brainwave patterns, some lead to theta, some lead to delta, and they're mm. each a very different experience. Okay. I know that that, uh, can you explain to the audience for those that don't know what those three different categories mean? Sure. Um, There's four main brainwave patterns that people have, and they correspond to different experiences. So like in daily life when we're on email and answering phone, we're mostly in the beta brainwave pattern, which has a certain frequency that you can measure through certain machines. Um, and then when most people meditate, especially beginning meditators, they become more relaxed and they enter into an alpha brainwave pattern. Uh, and so some things like meditation or listening to these guided meditations help you to get there. And then there's something deeper called theta, which is kind of like advanced meditators. Um, and uh, whenever you're in theta, you're usually very, very relaxed and very, very aware or creative. It also corresponds with creative breakthroughs. And then there's what's called delta, which is a very deep... In fact, most people only experience delta during deep sleep, but it's actually possible to have like your body asleep and your mind fully awake And one of the guided meditations allows people to do that. And that's a really interesting experience that some people enjoy quite a bit. That's kind of what I experienced truthfully on Saturday night and last night. I Uh just laid in bed. I was wide awake. My body was just wiped out, but my, my mind would not shut off and my eyes just would not stay closed. So maybe that's what was going on with me. 
Yeah. Without even realizing it. Because the more I speak with people on my interviews, the more I learn about the different modalities. And I think my... um, my inner clock, my inner knowing is absorbing all of it and making changes to everything that I do. Yeah. I didn't think of it that way until you just explained that. Yeah, and and as you said, that different modalities are available to different people. And if you, you know, I'm big on exploring, so I always... We, we end every Awareness Explorers podcast by saying, keep exploring. Mm. Uh, because, you know, the methods I was using 10 years ago didn't work really well for me, but the methods I'm using now work much, much better. Okay. And that's it. Um, you know, when we know the basics and we just kind of know it, it's one thing. But the more that I see, like I just said, that, um, I'm expanding in different realms. Not that I'm fully engaging myself and learning each modality, but my my soul is absorbing a lot of it. So I do feel a lot of shifting going on. Uh-huh. You know, so I'm sure that's the same thing as you. Like you just said, 10 years ago was so much different than what it is now. Uh-huh. Have you gotten, you said that you've gotten better at protecting yourself. Um, so how do you protect yourself now? So I, I have to remember to get that black obsidian bracelet back on. Um, uh-huh. And also I imagine that my feet are planted into the ground and that roots are going down into Mother Earth and uh-huh. coming back and bringing the energy in through me and out of my head through the universe and bring that energy back into my body so that this way I'm balanced. Uh-huh. And then I, um, I just picture myself having white light around me. Uh-huh. There's many different ways that at different times, if I don't feel like I'm protected enough, I'll say, okay, Jesus, please protect me. Um, angels, please wrap your wings around me. Um, I've learned uh, Jesus' precious blood around me and my car. And you can work in the garden and have your hands in the dirt and the grass. That's another way. How can you add to that? Sounds like you've developed a lot of good ways. Yes. Yes. Do you have additional ones? Well, let me um, go into another method that I like that just takes uh, a minute and a half. It's not a protection method. It's more of a peace method. But um, I find it's kind of fun. Uh, And all you have to do is uh, imagine that you have a big eraser in one hand, like a foot-long eraser. You can do this with eyes open or closed. And... Imagine that you can erase your legs and then erase your pelvis, then erase your stomach and lower back area, your upper back and chest area, and one arm that's not holding the 
not holding the eraser. And now you might feel like you're kind of in your head. Well, what happens if you erase your head? Starting at your jaw and then all the way up. Even though your body would be gone, there's still something here. And that something that's here would be your awareness. Now, if thoughts are there, imagine that you could erase your thoughts. And then all that would be left is just a peaceful, spacious awareness. Nothing else. And that's who you are in reality, a peaceful, spacious awareness that is always present. That's beautiful. Thank you. So these little things can make a big difference. And um, I like to uh, introduce people to these things and see what works for them. Yes, which is a nice variety. Thank you. So I'm just trying to figure what stage of life that I'm in right now that you might be able to get me through because I've gotten through a lot already. Um, I guess the biggest thing is still I'm having problems letting go of my stuff. Letting go of your what? My stuff. Uh (laughs) I have too much stuff. Well, I think the key to letting go of stuff is becoming present. Mm Because in the present moment, people don't have stuff. It's only if they're lost in stories and out of the present where we get bombarded with stuff. But in this moment, listening to me, do you have what you would call stuff? No. I have my body. Right. So I think the real key is how to um, get in, get out of our stuff very quickly and into presence. Because when you are fully in the present moment, there is no stuff to be had. Right. Okay. That's That's my opinion. And um, thank you. Seems to work for me. Uh, now there are occasionally the stuff that we have is so overwhelming that uh, we can't get in the present. And when that happens, then you can use other methods. Uh, it might be that you go to the gym or go for a walk or play with your dogs or scream to loud music. I call those Mm. like catharsis methods. And they're good as well. Uh, So it's really a matter of of finding the right method at the right time that can get you unstuck. Okay. I never thought about, yeah, just take a walk and and get away for for a few minutes. Uh Uh-huh. No, it helps quite a bit. Right. Okay. So um, I want to shift a little bit because you wrote something about waking up 
what is waking up referred to and how do you do it? Waking up refers to um, becoming very present and then kind of becoming aware that you are awareness. You know, normally we think we're Catherine or Jonathan or we're doing errands, but it's possible to just like realize that you're an awareness that has a body that is lost in a story of being a person. It's like we're lost in a movie and then you realize, oh, I'm just watching a movie. It's not mm-hmm. real. Or a good analogy is uh, dreaming. You know, when we dream, we think it's real. Just like now, we think our story and all the problems and things we have are very real. But if you become just fully present in this moment, you kind of step out of the story and into what I call awakening. Awakening is you're just awakened to your true nature, which is awareness, which is mm. has no shelf life. It's just this moment. And okay. you kind of step out of the stories and the problems and everything. It's, that's where peace can really be found. I like that. Peace is a big thing that a lot of people don't enjoy nowadays. No, no. Uh, And it's hard with so much going on. That's why it's important to find the awakening methods that really work for you. And I specialize in awakening methods that generally take under three minutes to do because I'm lazy. And, (laughs) And... that's what we, we talk about in the Awareness Explorers podcast because, uh, you know, awakening is, isn't easy, but it is possible if you have the right training. Okay. Now, what kind of training have you had? Well, I was a psychotherapist. I'm still a psychotherapist. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But I interviewed a lot of spiritual leaders, everybody from the late Mother Teresa to the Dalai Lama. And I was always asking them for their best methods. And uh, I interviewed about 50 spiritual leaders, all in all. Okay. And uh, it got a lot of good stuff. You know, that's the type of thing I share in the podcast as well. Um, Okay. But... What I found is that all these teachers said that the real key to finding peace is to realize that uh, you are ultimately this awareness and you can become aware of awareness, which sounds kind of funny. Right. But, you know, inviting people just now, uh, you know, if they look at their body, well, it's not that you are your body. Some people can't move their body, but they still exist. Or earlier, we erased your body, theoretically, and there was still something mm-hmm. there. And that right. something is, is the thing that watches, that notices, that takes in stuff. And mm-hmm. you can always just kind of put your attention on that, and that will lead to a lot of peace and spaciousness, and ultimately, it even leads to a deeper connection with God. Right, yes. 
I like that exercise because uh, as you had me erasing, I was feeling lighter. Uh-huh. It was a great feeling. Now, another exercise I like to do with people is, um, is to put their focus on love. And mm-hmm. one way of doing that is to just go back and forth completing the sentence, love is. So if an alien came down to earth and asked you, what is love? What would you say? How would you complete that sentence, love is? A deep connection with someone else. Okay. Um, I would say love is a vibration or feeling of oneness either with a person, an animal, a deity, or even nature that feels expansive and joyful and in a certain way uh, very relaxing, like relaxing of separateness. I love it. So as I describe that, it's kind of like poetry where it helps me to feel love Mm. um, because my attention is on it. Right. Yes. I have the attention on it, but I can't choose the words that I feel. And, you know, I can use some of your words, but I just can't describe it. Yeah, yeah. You know, another thing that can help people to awaken to this moment, I think, is is gratitude. I don't think I told you the story, Catherine, but correct me if I did. Um, Years ago, I went to, uh, I had a friend who told me that he went to a guru in India who gave him this magical mantra for feeling overwhelming gratitude. Well, I wanted to know what the mantra was, but he wouldn't tell me what it was. He said, I was going to have to go to India and learn it for myself. So I travel all the way to India to meet this guru. And, you know, India is a long way away. And Uh once I was there, I took a long rickshaw to the ashram and then had to wait in line to talk to the guru. I'm kind of jet lagged and worn out. But um, I really wanted this this mantra to feel gratitude. So finally I get a chance to talk to the guy and I say, I'd like to know your mantra for feeling overwhelming gratitude. And he says in an Indian accent, ah, yes, my mantra is the most powerful mantra on earth. And he leans in to whisper it in my ear. And he says, whenever possible, repeat these words. The mantra I give you are the words Thank you. Wow. Well, I I thought he was joking because, you know, that didn't seem like much. So yeah. I said, but he wasn't smiling. And then finally I realized he wasn't joking. I said, that's it? I traveled 18,000 miles to get thank you? That's it? And he yeah. says, he says, no, that's it is the mantra you have been using. And that makes you feel like you never have enough. My mantra is thank you, not that's it. That's it will take you nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I, I was kind of snide, and I said, "Well, and thank you." And he said, "No, 
Don't say it like that. Say it from your heart many times a day. So when you eat good food, say thank you. When you Mm -hmm. see your child or a sunset or a pet, say thank you from your heart, and soon you will feel overwhelming gratitude. And you know what? I tried it, you know, taking five seconds out ten times a day to feel, you know, like how grateful I am that I get to talk about this stuff or grateful Mm -hmm. that I get to use a computer and connect to the Internet or eat ice cream or whatever it is. And it does really help. Yes. And I also practice that. And when I'm going to sleep, I'll run through everything that I'm thankful for. And, you know, if I had something come up during the day, thank you for that. And, you know, thank you for my husband and the house and car and, you know, all that. And you could be there for a long time. Uh Uh-huh. But there's plenty to be thankful for. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, um, do people kind of shy away from wanting to meditate? Do you find that much? Yeah, because I think people don't find, uh, you know, at first it's a little bit hard unless you find a method that's really easy. That's actually one of the reasons why I created the Shortcuts to Awakening program is because I wanted people just to listen to this thing that would help their brainwaves and their mind to enter into like an enlightened state. Because I think easy is always good. But if you try to do it on your own, it can often be a little bit harder at first. Right. And that's exactly where I came from because, you know, um, I don't want to mention any names, but a a woman that's famous through the Hay House community, she always preaches that you have to sit there with your back up straight, your hands on your lap, hands up, uh, palms up, and you just have to be quiet for an hour. And it's like it doesn't happen. Yeah, that wasn't your method. I, I, I... I focus on shorter methods in the Awareness Explorers podcast and, and in my products because I think well, people are busy and they, they need mm-hmm. uh, something shorter and more effective than something that takes an hour. Exactly. And I love your methods. Thank you. And now, all of these methods you have on that website, Shortcuts to Awakening, um, well, on that website, shortcutsawakening.com, I have an explanation of how this one product works, and they can listen to a sample uh, and even buy the product as a download. Um, okay. But on awarenessexplorers.com, uh, I have the podcast in which people can try different methods for free, and okay. it's available on iTunes as well. So both of those are good resources for for learning more about quick or easy meditation techniques. Right. And I am going to start listening. How often is the podcast? Um, it comes out about every two weeks. We've done about 15 episodes so far. Okay. And uh, it's gotten incredibly popular. Uh, we've only been doing it for like four months, and we have – I don't know, over 6,000 Facebook likes. 
That's great. So uh, I think it's, you know, there's a lot of people who want easy ways to peace and, and not just talking about peace, but really knowing a way that they can get there in a couple minutes. So I guess that's why it's, uh, it's done well. And also we've interviewed some famous people. Right. That does make a difference. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> I guess I'm a little bit shy in, in reaching out like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so is there anything else that you would like to share about all of this? Um, I, I, I want to repeat again what you said, that our last conversation was about relationships, and now we got to the core of what you really enjoy, and that's everything about awakening and being connected to God and the divine and everything, and, and uh, that's my journey, and I love it. So what else would you like to share about it? Well, I think that once people find peace inside, it makes all their relationships go better because mm-hmm. if you're trying to find peace in your relationship, it's tough because you don't have control of another person. You know, the Buddha said, do not seek peace outside of yourself. Peace is found within. Yeah. And I think that's a good guideline. Definitely. And, and uh, I know that to the extent that I've found peace inside myself, all my relationships have gone a lot, lot better. And I know that too, because when everything that I looked at was negative, that's all my relationships were negative, everything. Now that I do look at everything through the eyes of love and having peace and and joy, that it's so much of a different life and, and more relaxing and, and not looking over your shoulder all the time like, oh, they're talking about me, you know? <laughs> so I, yeah, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, what have been your biggest challenges? Um, I wouldn't say I have any really big challenges now. In the past, I had to deal with a lot of stuff, a very violent family. That's what got me into this in the first place. But, you know, when life is going smoothly, that's when you also want to invest in yourself because sooner or later the crap's going to hit the fan, you know. Uh, Everybody eventually gets sick and dies. Uh, Things don't go the way you want. You know, it's a challenging place and time to live right now. So that's why I think it's really important that people invest in in learning how to find the peace within. Yes. And I know um, in something that I had emailed you, a questionnaire, you also said that you were a rather depressed teen, and I wanted to bring that forward because um, it seems like you too took the same journey as me as coming out of depression with all that um, inner guidance and spirituality and all that connectedness. Connectedness. Is that when it started as a teen, when you realized this? Yeah, well, I realized that I wasn't going to be happy in my family and that I need another way. So that kind of started me on my search. Um, you know, it's often trauma or 
or uh, the death of a loved one that leads to our searching. Uh, if everything's going great, you know, why search? So uh, looking back, I'm very grateful for that. But at the time, of course, it was very, very difficult. And that's why I wanted to have you share because, <clears throat> you know, as, as you know, that I talk about my situation very openly because I want people to realize that even though they're going through a situation right now, they could come out of it and feel as good as you and I do because there's so much out there that we can be supportive of each other. And they don't have to be, as the stigma says, oh, my goodness, they have mental illness. Don't talk to them, you know. My big message is, yes, please talk to them. Please be supportive of them. And I'm happy to know that you came through it and this is the route that um, your journey took you. And you've got a a great story because especially being able to interact with all of those um, wonderful people that you interviewed, uh, I I could only dream of doing that. That is a great accomplishment. Congratulations. Well, thank you. I, I, I can be rather persistent uh, if, the, mm. if it's important enough, and, and peace and love are pretty important. Yes, most definitely. And you live in California, correct? I do. Okay. Do you do any work with people in person? Any work with people what? In person. Um, I do a little bit. I do more like over Skype, but um, I live in a small town, so it's mostly over Skype nowadays. Okay. Because usually I let people know that, you know, if they're in the area, they can look you up and, um, you know, get together if they want to. But Skype is Uh a great way. That's uh, another way that I connect with people also. Mm -hmm. And do you have an offer for our listeners? Um, Well, the... Uh, best offer is I have a, a um, on my website, findinghappiness.com. Uh, if people put in their email, they can get uh, 45 minutes of some of my favorite methods of, in audio form. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's at findinghappiness.com. And uh, those are some of my favorite methods for finding peace. I describe in a lot of detail and how to use them. I call them happiness hacks. Oh, I like that. Sounds great. Thank you. You're welcome. So it was great having you here. Um, I loved your many um, methods, as you're calling them. I love that terminology also. And, um, you know, on your next six months, whatever else comes up, I, I welcome you to come back again. Well, thank you, Catherine. And keep up the good work. And uh, letting people know that there's hope and and uh, a lot of good things out there. Yes, there is, and that's the biggest message of all. Thank you, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Everyone listening, thank you so much for your time and listening to everything that Jonathan had to share. As a reminder, you can check out my info on my website at www.thecelestialspoon.com. I offer a free report on overcoming stress. If you would like to speak at your like me to speak at your event, please contact me at Catherine at CatherineMLab.com. 
If you're interested in a psychic reading or coaching with me, you can find information on my website. We can talk on the phone through Skype, email, or if you're local to Central Suffolk County, New York, in person. And again, you can find Jonathan's podcast at www.awarenessexplorers.com. And you can learn more about the Shortcuts to Awakening at www.shortcutstoawakening.com. This is Captain Lab. Have a wonderfully blessed day. Thank you for listening to our conversation. We hope that you found the discussion to be rewarding and inspirational, and you take action to create a healthier and happier personal environment for yourself and those you interact with. If you like this episode of the Celestial Spoon, please listen again next time to learn more about how spirituality has guided others to advance their lives. We wish you the best on your personal journey.